Guys, welcome back to episode two. This is episode two of the MLK Boulevard podcast. We are in quarantine, so now we have to do this remotely. We can't be with each other. That is the cost of that. That is the cost of being safe out here during this time is we have to do this over over an app. So here we are um, joining each other remotely from our perspective areas in the DMV. Um, how are you guys holding up? Um, I hate it, but I like it at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Uh, what you mean by that? So one, I was able to get a job finally. So goddamn, let's clap it up for that. Yes, hey, sir. Hey, 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 hey. Um, yes, sir. So that shit keeps me busy. But at the end of the day, like, I hate being home. Like, it's, it's certain things I want to be able to do that I can't do as a 22-year-old man, and it's just suffocating me. So, yeah, that's that's my spirit. I, I can go for hours, but, you know, quarantine, quarantine, quarantine. Yeah. I mean, it is hard being in the house all the time. I, I work from home, too, though, which has been not as great for me, though, honestly, because I don't like working from home. Like, I've done this thing where I've separated my job office environment from my home environment. You know what I'm saying? Like I come home after five or six o'clock or whatever, and I'm home chilling. I do whatever I want to do. I turn on some Netflix, like, but now that like I'm home all day, like, I don't know. It's crazy. I like work through lunches and stuff like that. Like if I was at work, I would get up one o'clock easy. I'm going to lunch, whatever. Now I just boom, work right through lunch. Look up. It's Mm -hmm. like four o'clock. I'm in meetings Mm -hmm. all day. Mm-hmm. It's a, uh, it's Trying crazy. To out why bro. you hungry? I'm not. I don't even be hungry though. That's the thing though. It's interesting. Oh, you tripping? No, nah, I don't be hungry. Like it's crazy. I just work right through it. And well, usually I don't wait. I don't eat breakfast because I have a meeting at 8 a.m. in the morning. Right? Like yeah. I have to be up for an 8 a.m. call production meeting for my show. So I'm up, but I don't eat breakfast until like. After I listen to the show, which is around 12 o'clock. So I'm basically eating lunch around then, you know what I'm saying? Or breakfast around then. So I don't eat again until like 8 o'clock, you know what I'm saying? Like, it'd be late, late. Yeah. So my whole pattern is thrown off, which is, you know, throwing my productivity off, everything. I don't know. It's weird. Time passes weirdly when you're just at home, you know? Oh, yeah. What about you, Cam? I would say um, in terms of my situation and I had the pandemic, um, at first I was like, you know, I was just, I, I, I kind of, I guess I want to say I took things as it was just another vacation. So I was just staying up late, you know, doing all types of fun shit and not really at all focusing on, um, you know, what's important. And that's, you know, the ultimate goal of like, you know, going to law school and then hopefully trying to get into the industry. Uh, the music industry, the entertainment yeah. industry. So um, after that, I took a little bit of reflection. And, um, you know, now I started to step back from all the fun stuff and just focus on what matters. So I've just been using my time every day to wake up, go jog, study for the LSAT, you know, go to see, you know, and, and repeat, 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 just so I can get that sense of repetition because I feel yeah. like um, in a way, I feel like, we kind of, I kind of lost my atten- uh, my attention span a little bit, you know? Like, I would just, you know, 
It, like, yeah. it would just be like, okay, we're on Instagram. Like, I checked my, my, my shit the other day. I was on Instagram last week for a total of three and a half hours a day. That's valuable time right there that, you know, that I was wasting. So, um, yeah. But I'm pretty sure that's much lower than most people, though. You think so? Definitely. 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 People are on Instagram probably bro, it's 24 hours in a day, though. So people are on Instagram probably eight of those hours. Uh, you got to think about when people are in class, too. That's easy five hours. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, shit, in my case, though, like, I would wake up. I wouldn't wake up until, like, 12 o'clock. So my day is already shortened from right there. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm waking up at 12 (laughs) on Instagram, (laughs) playing the video game all day, and going to sleep and repeating. And I'm like, damn, like, you know, like, it's time for a change. So that's why I uh, started to take this thing seriously and start, you know, working on something that is ultimately going to be, like, you know, beneficial for me in the long term. Yeah, right. I definitely want to send love to uh, all the essential workers, especially people working in the healthcare system. <laughs> I know, mean. like, this is a troubling time for them. Like, I, I did a story yesterday about um, nursing homes in America right now and how those places are kind of like a breeding ground for, like, the spread of this virus. And, and it's crazy. So, like, they're working around the clock and, like, you know, hey, my my prayers go out to y'all. You know what I'm saying? All my beautiful right. ladies on Instagram that look good in those scrubs. Right. Just know I see you and, and I support you and all that. So, anyways. Yeah. Now and to also, the fun shit, though. Now and to also the fun to the, shit. the cops, too, though. There's, um, um, there, there was an um, officer in New York who, um, on duty, literally fell out and, and died of corona, bro. Jeez. Like in New York, this is it's getting really crazy. Yeah, New York is kind of crazy right now. Yeah, hell yeah. So I just want to send a prayer out to my family, my friends, uh, everybody that's in New York. Um, you know, even though I'm not there right now, even though we're all not there, I'm not gonna make it about me because that's not that's not what's important. But yeah, you know, everybody, everybody in New York City, Jersey, all the surrounding areas, you know, we we you're in our thoughts and our prayers, and we know if if there's one city that's gonna overcome it, it's uh it's New York City. So. Uh, I just want to go ahead and say that. Yeah, shout out to them. But, um, all right, to the interesting, fun shit that we've been experiencing since this quarantine. Quarantine Radio is the most popping thing on Instagram right now. That's on everything. Um, Niggas' horniness is at an all-time high, I will say that. Um, And being stuck in the crib, this is a great source of entertainment for us out here. Ladies feel indifferently about it, and Instagram too. So, Instagram is hating. That's been the that's that's been the phrase for a whole week now. Like it's crazy. But have y'all been tuning in? I know we've been tuning in. Man, demon time is a beautiful thing. <laughs> demon time is a beautiful thing. Yeah. I will leave it at that for the time being until we dive deeper. I mean, <sighs> Instagram, like. Like I, I I'm I'm a real Tory Lanez fan, so I'm like super mm. super happy to see him basically in his element and like getting so many follow. I think he amassed like 1.2 million followers in a week or so. Um, God, so it's crazy. And even with D Nice when he first started doing it, uh, doing the little DJ sets, like he got I think two million followers in in one week. So. Like, people are, are definitely, like, using this time 
to be super creative. Like it's it's dope though. Like I love all the 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 uh, battles. Like Lil John. I didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, it's crazy. Like I'm I'm like new, kind of new to this music shit. So like, <laughs> cause I didn't grow up listening to R and B and rap and stuff like that. My parents were like very Christian. So like I had to experience. I had to really get into music when I got into high school and stuff like that. But like seeing those battles, like Neo versus Dante Austin, like it's crazy. Like how much writers are influenced on the culture, but you don't even know them, you know, like it's Mm -hmm. crazy how, how people are doing that. But like, what do y'all think about it? I think, uh, well, shout out to Tory Lanez. Shout out to Lil Boosie who, you know, can be, he can be labeled one of the, yeah, Boosie's one of the pioneers of the shit. He was doing this shit before before Corona. Definitely, so definitely shout, definitely shout out to the little Boosie. Um, I would say in terms of that, I, I think it puts me in that. Well, well, and of course, um, the best battles in my opinion, Scott Storch versus Manny Fresh, T Pain versus Lil John was epic. Yeah. I love, I loved every second of that battle. You know, uh, when we were born, T Pain was hot as fuck out. You know, T Pain was the hottest thing moving. So of course, yeah, that, that that's what I got me. from that battle. Like I was like. T-Pain's music meant more to me. Mm-hmm. But Little John had like classic bangers though. Little John really can, like, classic can, banger. Little John can he can go to different he can go to white audiences, Latino, black, you know, he has a song for Caribbean, it's a song for everybody. Yo, when he did that Sweetie record and then oh, yeah. mixed it into the original John. <laughs> no one knew. No one knew. Yo, and I love how it got more and more like dope as they went along like as they yeah. did more battles people started incorporating drops in their music like you seen scott storch actually playing the songs in the piano hell yeah like that was dope like it was dope to see scott storch basically flamed that nigga manny fresh Killed him. i'm Killed sorry him. he did he did hey, he what's, did. hey what's up with manny fresh talking about yeah scott storch has been streamed been seen with the prostitute and nah the, and that, that, the that really happened though scott storch that was like big in the news like he basically like, like basically threw his whole fortune away on like cocaine and, and prostitutes, bro. Like that's why a real. He, why he gotta bring it up? That's, that's a real that's story. I guess that's it's like true. a running joke between them because they like still bigged each other up at the end, you know. Friendly chats. I also shout Timberland and uh, Swiss Beats who like or you know I, I guess they're the they the, the curator of this whole thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They 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 make sure that the shit's going well. They keep the scores and stuff like that. Yeah, but um. I think I think when looking at the songwriters and the producers going at it, I, I can't help but think about um, Quentin Miller. Yeah, and I know there's a cardinal. I, I know yeah. I'm not sure too much about the industry. You know, all of us have hopes of getting into the industry, so we can give you guys a little bit more insight on what's going on. So you know, keep watching with us. Uh, keep keep tuning into this podcast in specific, and come along. Uh, uh, come come along with us with our journeys to get into the industry. But I don't know, man. Like. I'm looking at Quentin Miller, and I'm like, damn. Like, I guess the cardinal rule is to not reveal that you're a ghostwriter, and and I guess in a, in a, on a project. But yeah. this nigga's getting black. He got blackballed from the industry. Man. No one is touching Quentin Miller. Nobody wants to. No one. No one wants to mess with his pen. Nothing because of what happened with Drake and me. <laughs> I guess the situation was so messy that it was very messy. Yeah, he, he he's always going to be around. known as Quentin Miller, that guy that was the reason for Drake and Meeks. Fake beef or whatever people want to call it, but it was really Meek's like, fault, though. 
Is yeah, he hates me. He hates yes, me. Yes, <laughs> bro. Yes, bro. Like he literally didn't do anything. Man's probably checked his phone one day and was like, swear. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, Oh, let's also talk about how um Trippy Red duck duck uh rich the kid. You know, I don't really I, I didn't really want to see that. I didn't really want to see that. I mean I didn't want to see that. You can't duck it though. You can't duck it though. I mean, some people were just not built for that kind of environment, like kind of thing, though. Yeah, that wouldn't have been fire, though. I, I, I have a theory. I think Trippy Red wouldn't be able to hang with Richard Kidd, and I like Trippy Red better than Richard Kidd. But in terms of records, Richard Kidd has more records. I've been subscribing to this narrative that I don't want to see younger artists do these beat battles because they don't have really like that many records, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because Tory yeah. got washed by French. Yeah, Tory got, got washed by French. You've seen that. He ran out of stuff to play. And honestly... French smacked him out. Honestly, I think Tory's whole tactic or strategy in that battle was wrong. Like, he was like, I'm still in the past couple months. Like, why are you playing that? This nigga is playing pop that, you know what I'm saying, and stay scheming. <laughs> you, your, your latest records can't compete with that at all. You know, yeah. like I'm like you basically just played your last two albums, and now and you didn't even get into the. I was and I was in the chat at the bottom talking about play new Toronto stuff, like play new Toronto stuff. He started off with Diego, which was hard, but you know he should have played like Machiavelli. He should have played like um um. What's like that song? Was... Play a trap house. Oh, trap house. Like you said, it's the uh, Deontay Wilder versus Tyson Fury fight. It was definitely a Deontay Wilder moment. Tory uh, came in there. Tory came in there with some like, "Yo, I got some hits," but mm-hmm. he didn't realize that nigga French is sitting on a gold mine. That sitting on crate. <laughs> and French was so calm and collected about it too. It was. French was. French was like, you know, it, I, I guess I think I think that's a good that's the good thing about these battles right here. A lot of these artists are reminding you who the fuck they are, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. French is reminding y'all niggas who the fuck French Montana is, bro. French Montana isn't no slouch. Right. You know, he's, a, he's, he's been in this game for years for a reason, and he stayed in this game for a reason. So, French, French definitely smacked up Tory. What's some matchups uh, y'all would want to see in the near future? Well, let's make a prediction on one that we're going to see, though. Uh, I think we're about to see Meek Mill and 2 Chainz. 2 Today? Nah, not today. Yeah. I don't know when it's happening though. I think like Two Chains is trying to arrange it, but Meek Mill hasn't really. I haven't really heard from Meek Mill that he's gonna be like, "Yeah, I'm gonna do it." I think Meek is in album mode. That's why he's not fucking around with these Instagram games. <laughs> nah, Meek has been very active on social media though. But he hasn't been in terms of a beat battle. I, I don't see Meek taking himself out of the, the space that he's in now because right now he's not. In, I think he's out the country. That doesn't mean that he can join an Instagram live though. Still, <laughs> he can. No, mean? listen, listen. He can join an Instagram live, but some artists, when they when they're in the space of a new album, they don't listen to their old music because they don't want to be influenced by shit they've made already. I I, I yeah, I, I I agree with that, but like I think that Meek realizes probably realizes what kind of moment this is in the culture right now that's happening, um, and he definitely could take advantage of that. And I think you would be a fool not to. But I think, interesting enough, look at the parallel of Drake right now, who is also in album mode, supposedly. Nope. He's everywhere. 
and I, and I, I'm hot about that too because, like I said, I put his notifications on for all of it, all of his lives. Right? I'm like, I need <laughs> to see all his all of his lives every time because I know everybody's gonna it's be not that live easy right now. Yeah. Bro, this nigga is all around Instagram on everybody else's live, so I don't get the notification. And then I have to see it on the my, internet later. My tumbo finger. It's not that easy, Manny. You gotta, you gotta, you wanna, you wanna get to drip. You gotta follow OVO Mark. You gotta follow. You gotta follow um, OVO O'Brien. You gotta follow all them niggas. Forty to get to Drake, cause Drake rarely, Drake doesn't get on his own page, bro. But you know what I do love though. I love the relationship that him and Joe Budden have. When he joined Joe Budden's live, that was the most hilarious thing. He was in the comments for at least an hour just talking in that bitch, like, joining people, getting on people, Rory and all that. Um, and then Jada Fire, is that Jada Fire? Yeah, Jada Fire got in there, the porn star. And it went crazy. <laughs> she came in there, she was talking shit to Drake. It was wild, bro. And I guess her and Joe Budden have Ooh. a thing, too, though. So she like, after I fly to Canada, I'm about to hit New York or New Jersey or something like that. Two-pack? So it was wild in there. And so Drake was commenting the whole time, oh, she's a legend, she's a legend. But he also got on the live, though, and it was interesting. And I'll probably play a clip from this, but I'll probably insert a clip. But anyway, he... Like I love to see that though because they was beefing at one point. You know, I love to see how Drake is kind of like Joe Budden patching all of these beefs up, but like to see that kind of camaraderie between them was crazy. Barred the fuck out of Drake up. He barred him up. The real hip hop fans before this whole Joe Budden podcast stuff remembers when Joe Budden walked on Funk Flex Live. I mean, uh, Funk Flex, uh, uh, the Hot Ninety Seven Freestyle, and bodied the fuck out of Drake, bro. People don't people don't people don't know that part of Joe Budden, but Joe Budden has bars. Don't sleep. But um but yeah, but in terms of uh but in terms of uh Drake and Joe Budden's relationship and, and Drake's activity on IG Live, I think um now is the perfect time to talk about, you know, his his newest single, which is Manny's favorite, to uh two C slide. Uh, I really I really like Drake. I do really like Drake, but I'm critical of Drake because like I think he is a a great artist, and I, I respect his work. And so, so, you know, you know how J Cole had that situation where he was like he let Nas down by making uh yeah. that workout song, which is honestly my one of my top five J Cole yeah. songs ever, though one of the hardest songs I think. But he said he let Nas down because he went for the radio record, mm-hmm. and this is what Drake did. Like he just like. Went for the low hanging fruit, and I don't like that shit. And it doesn't make sense to me. The whole challenge doesn't—it doesn't feel right to me. Is what I, I don't want to see that from Drake at all. Like, I don't want you. I don't. I don't. I don't want kids dancing to Drake music on TikTok. Like, that's just not it. I don't know. I view that man saw opportunity, man's took it. All right, <laughs> all right. And the need the song. The song is a hit, bro. Song Why is the hit, song bro. a hit? Explain that to me, please. It's Drake. It don't. He doesn't miss. First of all, two. I mean, I can promise you, if you go into the soon as we get out, bro, like Tucci Slide is gonna be in the rotation. You are gonna see everybody in the club. 
with the with the foot up, with the slide, and everybody gonna do it. You might not do it. I'm definitely gonna do it though. All right, you go slide with me. Nah. All right, but like, no, nah, even even just besides the that little chorus part, um, the rest of the hook, he still had like he had bars in it. Um, I got that's like Michael Jack. Son, that's a bar. That's song. a bar. It's just the cadence. That's a, like throughout the whole thing. Yo, niggas like, who like this song are also niggas who like that song. Organization. The organization. The, 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 the organization. That song was trash. Top five first like Drake songs, bro. I, 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 I think I like for Drake, you know, um, sometimes I guess sometimes in the in the in the music industry, you gotta make the layup. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people, you know, Drake, Drake, Drake. Right now, you can compare Drake to like a LeBron or a Kevin Durant. Like he can give you a bucket, no matter like however you want it. If you want to post up jump shot, you want him to spit balls, go out to three. You want him to dunk on some. Drake can do. Drake is versatile like that. But so, but sometimes Definitely. the game is as simple as making layups. I think. Yeah, go ahead, Blake. And this no, is, go ahead, Blake. No, go ahead. I feel like this is Drake giving people diversity, understanding like. What? As far as diversity, this record is a dancing record. Drake yeah. wants a dancing record. Mm-hmm. Let him have a dancing Drake record. Drake has bro. a dancing record. It doesn't feel right to me that Drake has a dancing record that's not Caribbean. <laughs> what? <laughs> he has a <laughs> yo. Controller is Controller a dancing is a fucking record. Man. That's one of Drake's best songs. But um, I, I would say I would say with Drake though, um, he what's the new what's the other song he released? The Chicago Freestyle, whatever that is. Bart. Yeah. Bar niggas up in that song. Barred them completely up. Yeah, that kind of grew up. That song is fire. That song is fire. Listen, the whole leak that we got, the whole little mini album, which he told Joe Budden was old music. Yeah, definitely old music. That's interesting. But that that whole thing was fire. It was fire. Mm -hmm. Every song in there was Mm -hmm. fire, basically. Mm -hmm. My favorite was the one with Usher, though, because it, it, it intrigues me how Drake continues to get um, Michael Jackson samples, though you know, and and that and 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 when I when it, when I hear Michael Jackson and Drake together, I don't want to hear that bar from Tootsie Shuffle or whatever that shit is called. Uh, I want to hear, <laughs> I want to hear uh, Michael Jackson as a sample. Like that was so fire that uh that that song with Usher. It took me a couple times to realize that the nigga on the hook was Usher. I was like, I didn't understand what Usher was. That nigga sound like yeah. Prince. That shit was crazy. Whoa, um, whoa. No, he kind of did. He did. He did the Prince tribute anyways at the uh, VMAs, I, I think. I think. Or something like w- that. Which wasn't the best of ideas because Usher did not kill that shit. Yeah, it, it, was, was, it was mid. But in terms of uh, Drake's songs, people got people got to realize, right? When Drake dropped Dip- uh, Diplomatic Immunity back in 2018, that, that shit came with Ooh. God's plan. But God's plan was also one of the songs like Tootsie exactly. Shuffled. That's what I'm up. trying to say. That was a little. It was a little gimmicky. Drake's it was a little gimmicky. It wasn't fire. It wasn't it was... fire when it first came out. You wasn't rocking with it. I mean, I was rocking with it, but like not like it was like not like Diplomatic Community. When I went to that two pack, I was playing Diplomatic Community over God's Plan, anyways. Cause that was the radio record. I don't want to play the radio record when I'm by so, myself. So Drake just dropped the two pack on y'all. He dropped Tootsie Slide and he dropped the Chicago Freestyle shit. Versatility. Not a not a the Chicago Freestyle came with something I, I else the other, though. I forgot the other part of the song. It was a yeah, but it was two songs that. though. 
This Tootsie Slide is new, and it's a single alone. I don't think it's a single for the album. I hope not. If it does, if it does not. what it needs to do, it's definitely on the album. No, it's definitely the on the album. Don't waste the spot. He has to. Don't, don't waste the spot. That's exactly what it's, I said. It's, it's numbers, though. It's, it's going to be for the numbers. He has to do it. It's for the numbers. Tootsie Slide, is, isn't that joint like number one? one. <laughs> it has to be number one. I don't want to see that, but I will be upset if that happens. I'm pretty sure that joint's number one. People just keep playing it. I mean, yeah, it is, it, it, and and it's a TikTok. It's not a TikTok. It's so yeah, it's not as definitely number it's not one as popular as Wiz Khalifa's song or Megan Thee Stallion's song on TikTok, though. I, I don't, but this is what I'm assuming because I've seen more people do mm-hmm. the Wiz Khalifa shit and the Megan Thee Stallion shit than I've seen Drake. It's debatable, and Drake Jones came out last week. So, I, so I think, um, I think, uh. Speaking of Drake's music and speaking of, you know, new shit dropping, let's talk about these. I guess we can't even call them leaks because at this point, Drake is going on other people's Instagram live and showing niggas what's in the crate. I think I think Drake is leaking all this music, though. The pop, the, that's my one theory. And, and my deeper theory is that Drake has some kind of money invested in SoundCloud because I feel like he's trying to save them right now. Because, like, for a long time, SoundCloud has been at the risk of, like, going bankrupt and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And and multiple rappers have come, tried to save them. I don't know if you remember when, Ch- uh, not Childish, um, Chance the Rapper. When Chance the Rapper was like, oh, I just had a meeting with yeah, uh, SoundCloud. I, they, I saved them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saved them, basically. So I think Drake is doing that because every time I see Drake on a live or something like that or... Even before this, like even in even in that uh, interview he had with Elliot Wilson and them, um, he was talk. He's always talking about restoring the feeling. You yeah. know what I'm saying of the mixtape era, which is which is a topic that we actually you know that we want to talk about. We want to talk about um, the mixtape era versus this new era of music and how it's, and how it's being released, bro. Speaking of the, like on the mixtape era, people, I think the only artist right now that I can say truly. Lives by the mixtape era in a sense is Tory Lanez almost. Why Tory you say drops that? New Toronto. He drops chick, the Chicks Tape series. He drops different different okay, series yeah. of projects that yeah. follow his mixtape storyline. I think with Tory though, the label was like they see it, you know, being packaged as a mixtape, and they want to make as much money off the mixtape as possible. So they release it via iTunes. I would say I would say NBA YoungBoy is doing that okay. as well. And I would say Megan Thee Stallion is doing that oh, as well. Whoa, 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 from whoa, what whoa, we've learned whoa, 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 from her deal, Megan Thee Stallion. She does. She doesn't have an album. Oh, that that was a that was a mixtape. That was an EP. All of her music out is on an EP or mixtape. Okay. Okay. Okay, I can see that. So yeah, I can see that. I do. Um, I think you may be on to something when you say Drake. Uh, Drake. Um, he may be trying to save SoundCloud. Because um, I think with mm-hmm. SoundCloud, bro, it's a it's a it's a good app, but it needs a little bit of cleaning up, you know. SoundCloud is like turned into like the this what Spinrilla was, yeah. you know. Yeah. Like when something yes. is not yeah. on Apple Music or Spotify, that's where you go to listen to like people's old mixtapes and stuff like that. That's what it is. It's nostalgic though, bro, because you go there for shit that's like really what you fuck with from the artist is not the most popular shit on yeah. the app. Yes. Wait, so, shit, shit. Even I mean, you can look at YouTube. YouTube is trying to put 
put their foot in the game right now with this whole YouTube streaming service they have. I'm not sure they launched it yet, but I know they're talking about launching one soon. So SoundCloud, SoundCloud. I don't know. I know YouTube Red is already a big thing, though. What's that? YouTube Red is like the premium version of, of YouTube. Or it's like a streaming service, basically, like a Spotify or something like that. I think our homie Kevin had one. Um or he had it because he always used to tell me how fire it was, but I'm like, I'm not paying for YouTube. Yeah, so yeah. The idea of paying not... for YouTube is fucking crazy. It's like paying for Google. I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't do it. Yeah, so um um yeah, let's talk about oh no. I did want to go back to the whole IG live situation because I wanna say this now on record. Somebody could steal this idea or somebody could be a real nigga and reach out to me yeah. um and help me do this. <laughs> But I think, somebody, I think somebody should make an app specifically for live streams in this time of quarantine. I don't know enough people in the tech industry that can make an app. I definitely want it to be a black person. You know what I'm saying? Something that because we're seeing, I'm seeing, you know, we in the tech industry, I know you have to do to like identify what the problem is and then supply a solution to that i mean that's really the real world in general but the problem here is that when uh tory lanes gets on live (laughs) they only have an hour time slot that they can be on live at a time so he can hit 350 or he can hit 200,000, and then the live just cut out right and everybody has to join back in. But he's consistently getting those numbers up every time, every time, every time. Because you know what happens when the live ends, people send that to their friends and then go back in, and it goes crazy. You know what I'm saying? But that, and also we know now he's on like a week jail. He's in IG jail right now, basically, because he had nudity on on the camera, and IG didn't like that content. So they kind of got him out of here for that. I think somebody yeah. should create an app that solves those two problems. You know what I'm saying? So you're low-key talking about Twitch, um, but the thing Twitch. about Twitch, their niche, their niche is like uh, gamers, video gamers game streaming. And shit. Yeah. yeah, but they also kind of like have people stream Twitch um, and then somebody would be like watching the Super Bowl or something. You know what Tori um, should do? He should do it on OnlyFans, for real. If OnlyFans had a live streaming, he should charge one dollar to get into the stream. He would have three hundred k, bro. He would have three hundred fifty thousand dollars, bro, in one night. I don't think. I, I think if he charged one dollar, even if he charged fifty cents, what do you think? I'll, I'll, I'll catch it on yeah. YouTube. <laughs> okay. You wouldn't pay. You would, would you pay one dollar for quarantine I, radio? I, I think. I think you I wouldn't know. pay a dollar for quarantine radio because of one thing: the first floor of quarantine. <laughs> the economy, the you know, the economy is crap. Listen, know, we can't. Be, it's a dollar. It's a dollar. You would pay for that at a drink at the store, right? You don't yeah. have to go to the store right now. Pay the dollar. Get in the quarantine radio. A listen, dollar, and it solves a dollar every time. It solves all the listen. It solves all the problems of the the feed cutting out every hour, so you don't have to rejoin. This nigga can just do a three hour long thing. And you pay one dollar. He comes on Monday. He comes. He comes on mo- like Monday to Monday, Wednesday, Friday type shit, right? A dollar every time. That's that's three dollars a week. No, no, yeah, no. you said three dollars a look, week. No, no, no. Okay, then look. He does it three times a week. 
Yeah, well, OnlyFans is a monthly subscription, though. Or people can do a weekly subscription. But look, though, but look, though. <laughs> what if the real demon time is on and, and you're contemplating? You're not you're not paying a dollar. What, what to real? Wayne's courses, <laughs> okay. It's All right. about, you know what real demon time I'm talking about, baby. That's yes, yes. And that's free 99. But, okay, every, I don't I don't, I don't really almost. I don't really like I don't I value that shit lower than 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 Tory Lanez. Many is right a now. fan of Tory Lanez though. Tory Tory yeah, I'm a fan of Tory Lanez. Tory Lanez has quality production level. Whoa. It's excitement. Okay, it's okay. Uh, everything. Okay. He had bottle girls in there last time, bro. He had bottle girls with Ciroc and 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 lighter whatever them sparkler shits is called. Yes. Yes. Yo, but the action, action versus action. This nigga Justin, his it. camera is on a cup of wine the whole time. <laughs> Hell yeah, Res- respectfully. What's wrong with that? It's about, it's about the bottom of the screen. I want, I want it's a lit environment. I want a lit environment. And if you and listen, he calls the quarantine radio. It's like a club, right? He brings bottles to people. If people will pay to get in the club. I think the problem. Then you can then you can be in there interacting with celebrities are gonna be in there, bro. Celebrities is gonna be in there. They're gonna spend the one dollar. They're millionaires. They don't care. They're gonna spend the one dollar. Celebrities gonna be in there interacting. They already interact with each other in their lives anyway. I I think um in terms of that, well, you might not be able to do it on that because you can't join videos up. Yeah, I, I think with with the app though, uh, only problem I see is like uh. You gotta get them people off Instagram. Instagram, you know, like to get three hundred fifty thousand plus. You know, at, at this point, he's probably reached over a million, two million people that's watched his channel. You know, yo, if people are gonna flock to the Instagram in that many numbers, they're gonna flock wherever you nah. go. No, nah. that's not true. All right, yeah, numbers are always gonna drop. Numbers are always gonna drop. All right. By the thousands, I I I'm not saying it won't work though. It's definitely gonna work. It's just not gonna be the same for a while. But could it be better? Who knows? We'll, we'll set up uh, our boy Ade and see if he try cook up an app for us. We we'll see. Man, we'll see. more of the story. Instagram All fix right. this shit, man. Fix the metrics, man. Right now, it's a, hate Instagram it's a trying it. time. Right now, we 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 are we're bored out of our minds, and the only way you know the only thing that keeps us happy is quarantine, goddamn radio. And you know, as as a freaking company, I feel like, you know, if if somebody's bringing three hundred fifty thousand plus people to an Instagram live and consistently breaking numbers, as a company, how do you guys look limiting their access to the freaking feature? It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't yeah. make any sense. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a lit. I think it's a. But I get thing, yeah. I guess. Like Instagram doesn't have a, a age cap. Mm-hmm. I think the age cap is like fourteen. Mm-hmm. So all of the content that goes up on Instagram, unless you're a private page, has to like. Be e for everyone, something like that. Yeah, maybe Instagram needs to fix their shit. <laughs> In order to ask Tory Lanez live, you gotta have reach a certain age number. I don't know. Who knows? But people can cheat that. But anyways, they're hating in general. It makes me. It makes me think yeah. that. Nah, I think earlier this week or last week, late last week, maybe over the weekend. I don't remember. The days are kind of like blurring together at this point. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There was a lot of people who said the the Instagram live feature wasn't working on Instagram. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. I mean, the, the the joining feature, the request yeah. feature, wasn't working for them. 
But what I saw was it was all black people saying that. Mm. Like just Justin mm. Bieber was going live with everybody, going live with fans, other celebrities and shit like that during this time. So I'm like, what's going on? I'm like, is Instagram attacking this segment of the algorithm and like cutting their access off? Do they have the ability to do that? I wonder. Yes, they do. They do have the ability to do that. So it's getting wow. racist, bro. This is crazy. This is crazy, bro. Might be. It's crazy. I'm fucking with you. Anyways, uh, yeah. Other other news in 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 Instagram world, six nine is free. They freedom. How do we feel about that? I think <laughs> I think the world is so crazy it right now. Right there. That six nine that six nine being free means nothing. It means nothing. Just because folks like, is dying, still can't be outside. Yeah, and it's it's more important stuff to be worrying about. Right, it's a global pandemic. Nobody cares about six. But they say music is coming though. Six nine music is coming. Yeah, I think with six nine, a rap album and a Spanish album. I think with six nine, uh, he conveniently. It, it was very convenient for him to be released from prison during this time. Like, <laughs> like, 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 just said, bro. There's so much going on in the world. The last thing you were you're really focused on is. Is six nine being released from jail? You know what I'm saying? And I think, yeah. I think, I think because there's a lot going on in the world, I think that is the reason why six nine may maintain a rap career. Because right now, because of the timing, the timing of, of it, and people, you know, right now it's it's um it's terrible times. It's you know we're living in a pandemic, like it's crazy. Everybody's sad, depressed, like that. So when you see somebody who's on Instagram making jokes and making and, and laughing at it. You know that can serve as a side relief for the day. Like damn, like it's yeah, like like when he commented on that freaking post from the shade room about the uh, California governor saying that he was gonna pay money to somebody who who uh, tells on people who are outside and six nine commented, "I'm coming to the rescue." Do, do, you see, you see, you see <laughs> how many people you know reacted to that shit, and laughed about it, and liked it, you know, and, and was genuinely entertained and happy and thrilled that that he was there. Like he, I guess, made light of that situation. You know. So I think um, conveniently, six now was released at the right time, and I think that you know I I know there was an ongoing debate about whether he will still have the same clientele, whether he can be he's going to uh, he's going to be able to bring out a fan base, and I think people don't care. I think he might be a bigger artist than he was when before he got arrested, bro. That would be that would be very interesting. Bro. If he yeah. does that, he needs a movie. He needs a. He movie already has he a podcast. That. Investigative podcast on his yeah. life, but Angie Martinez. I bet right. they anticipated that he would not get out. Hell yeah, and then and and then shit like look at it like um, you see Tory breaking numbers right? If six nine yeah. goes on Instagram live, he is destroying what Tory did. Dummy, it's it's done. Dummy. Tory won't be able to compete with what six nine yeah. is going to do. He his Breakfast Club interview uh reached two million uh two million views a day after it was released. Really, if they want to break the app, six nine should join Tory's live. I don't think Tory will do that. That that that, that might hit like six hundred thousand, bro. That might hit like a million, a million. That might hit a million. Yeah, that might hit a million. Bro. I think you. They'll have to be on. You that get that notification million, that six nine, six nine is on live. You go into it. Hell yeah. 
Instagram was seeing it shut it down. The whole app would drop. Yeah, the whole app would drop. Everyone, people may say, you know what I'm saying, oh, you know, he's a snitch, all that type of shit. But at the end of the day, you all want to see what he is going to say. I don't care who it is. I don't care what walk of life he comes yeah. from. I don't care. If, I don't care about nothing. The moment that man goes on Instagram Live, you're watching it. Just like you're gonna, it's yeah. like niggas are gonna watch the whole Michael Jordan documentary about how he got six rings and shit like that. Y'all watching six nine come on uh, first Instagram by about jail. I'm tuned in. I'm definitely tuned in. I'm in there. No, I'm in For there. Sure. I'm in there. For sure. Well, we have a segment to close this show. I've been thinking about this segment for a long time and I wanted to do this for a long time. I was going to name a whole podcast after this for a minute, but I thought it would be better as a segment. What about uh, it's called Fortune Cookie? What, what about the um, what about the uh mm. We got two more we got two more topics. Uh Oh, what uh, we going to do? No, no, no. Fuck it, 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 fuck it. We'll save it for next uh, time. We'll be here. We'll be here. Uh is Roddy Rich the new Drake in a battle of uh, creative between Childish and Kanye? We'll save it. We talking about Drake, hello. Yeah, we'll save we'll save the Drake com- the Drake conversation because I don't agree with that statement, but we'll talk about it later. Um, what about um, yeah. Battle of the Creatives? We didn't talk about Charles Gambino's album and and who's more artsy, Kanye or, or Charles? We gotta get to that. We gotta get to that like unfiltered, this con- like fucking conversation, bro. To bring the shit to the next level. All right, talk about it then. Yo, man, I'm not gonna lie. You know what? No, no, no. We're not gonna do that. You know why? I'm go ahead. Listen, no, listen. Go ahead. <laughs> Don't edit this shit out. Listen, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna go on list, but nigga, I did not listen to the Challenge Game. You know, I mean, but the album I did listen to and the comparison we can make is The Weeknd versus that was a take that I had, though. Right? It was, it was. Who was yeah. more artsy? And we think it's Challenge Game, you know, but we'll get back to that. Because I said, listen, now we can talk about it. I said Childish Gambino is the level of artsy that Kanye wishes he was. Hell yeah. Like, Childish Gambino is actually, I mean, not... not He's not a the, renaissance Yeah, man. renaissance man, of course, but not to take away from what Kanye's, like, level of genius is, but, like, Childish Gambino is an actor, a comedian, and has done well in both of those things, plus rap music, now a whole other genre of music like, how can you compete with that, bro? You Kanye is trying to... He thinks that he's Walt Disney, but you're he's not. not. You know what I'm saying? You're, fucking, you're Rick Owens. <laughs> you're Rick Owens, Kanye. <laughs> he's not Walt Disney. So, I don't know. Yeah, you're, you're not. You're not you definitely. You definitely... But, but Childish Gambino's album was interesting. Yeah, I do actually want to talk about this because it was interesting. I... I uh, when I listen to it, I have this kind of caution about sounds that I don't understand. Yeah. And I think like sounds are definitely like your ears and your eyes are like the mirrors, you know, the ways into your soul, I feel like, you know, on some deep kind of shit. But so I'm careful about the things that I listen to in that kind of instance. Like, I don't know if you remember a long time ago, Kanye was saying, or Actually, it might have been recently. He was saying like how 808s is like a devil frequency. Yeah, he so that's in the, um, something like that. that yeah, David Letterman uh, interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So when I listened to the Childish Gambino album and it started and I was hearing things that I didn't really understand and comprehend, like, I was nervous that some shit was in there <laughs> that would, like, seep into my subconscious mind for real. Because Childish Gambino is a very artsy person. Yeah. To pull off something like, um, what was that? What was that guy from the Atlanta show? Perkins, something, Mr. Perkins or something like that. Y'all didn't watch the show, watched, but Mr. anyways. Perkins. Oh, Mr. To, Perkins. Nah. <laughs> to, to pull off something like that. I think like it was that, Percy To pull off something like mm-hmm. that, you have to be kind of weird, though. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what Childish Gambino is into. Acid. He's on drugs. So, yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I was like kind of like guarded, but I still continue to listen to it. And it got better, and it was great. I liked it a lot. Um, I think he had a record on there from that that Rihanna, not that Rihanna, but like that movie he had with Rihanna, yeah. the little short film. I, mean, thing. I love Rihanna. We're fans mm-hmm. of Rihanna here at this podcast. Of course. Are we? It's like nah, no, yeah. Of course it's not we tripping. are. <laughs> Actually, I'm gonna listen to. I, I agree with Manny's point in terms of um, Childish Gambino. I think. Um, Sometimes there's a lot going on right now, and we process a lot of information very fast. But I think it, I think we should give Charles Game Bino his flowers. And I'm not talking about like the, I know I know his fan base and his core gave him the flowers that he deserves. But I'm talking about as an overall mm-hmm. culture. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I was watching something with Diddy, and he was talking about transit uh, transitioning music from a billion dollar billion dollar corporation to a trillion dollar corporation, and that only happens when we when we push our influencers and our um and our, our tastemakers and our creatives to the forefront of this entire movement. Charles Gambino is one of those uh, one of those creators that we need to push to the forefront. You know what I'm saying? Like, to even be in, to be in such a monumental movie as Star Wars as a fucking hip-hop artist, this man was in Star Wars, right. bro. He didn't have a small role. He had a major role in Star Wars, you know? Major role. You know? Major. So I think it's time that we give Charles Gambino the flowers that he deserves. And we, you know, because um, we let Kanye West say he's Walt Disney, stuff like that. But we, we're quite literally seeing, you know, something that we've never seen before in this in this in, in this uh, industry in this business and which is somebody like uh Charles Gambino. Even though there's people that made movies and directed films beforehand that's that has been tied to hip hop in terms of the magnitude and the rate that he's doing it, we've never seen that before. I agree. Um just all in all like he's so dope. Uh I've been hip to him since like middle school. Um just being able to see his transitioning, his growth, um and just his creative thinking and his process when he does create whether that be um, rap music, writing, comedic, comedic skits, just things of that nature. Like he's OT fire. Um, he does need more respect. Like I don't know. I, I think he has, I think he, he has, has a lot of respect though. Sure. I don't I don't know that he needs more respect. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean he's pretty respected. I let's just try to say we like like people like. I feel like I I no I'll say it. I feel like our community yeah. doesn't respect him. I'll say that. Okay. Okay, I see what you're saying. Not new, I see what you're saying. Nick's not too new to Childish Gambino. Yeah. Niggas are not hip to the old Childish Gambino, though. They're not hip to, like, when he was with yeah, DJ Drama and, like, oh, yeah. Stone. He was making Stone Mountain. Like, that was an era, fool. When he, get, like, when he <laughs> got on, when he got on, um, I, I, was it Sway that he got on and, kill, and murked that shit off? Murked it. it up. Murked mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it up real quick. Mm-hmm. Murked it, for mm-hmm. sure. That's what... One of the best. He's a goat, for sure. That's what gave Charles Gambino our community respect right there. But from from, the, from then we didn't follow him as much. Which, uh, yeah. I, I I also want to say one thing though. We, a comparison that we can make because um, I mean, Blake haven't listened to Charles Gambino's album yet. Y'all ready? 
Go ahead. You, you got to add a little dun dun dun. Or a little drums right here. <laughs> Look, bro. The weekend versus fucking um, party next door. <laughs> Yo, I think it's time we start talking about. Ooh. We got to start putting some respect on that man yes, party's name. Yes. yes. Yes, we do. I've been trying to get that. And, and it's interesting because I listen to the Joe Button podcast, as we all do. Yeah. But I don't know if y'all know, like, this how they was like following this beef yeah. between the two. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Joe yeah. brewed the like, bear. He brewed the bear. Exactly. And how Party Next Door was, I mean, how Weekend was like basically waiting for Party to drop so that he could drop like within a week of him or something like that. Da, da, da. Yeah. It was that really going to happen. They was asking, was it really going to happen? But I think Party got Weekend out of here. Bro. Party, party did a week. He did. Party, was he did. The, um, party was the hunter. The Weekend was the prayer in this, in this case right here. Yeah, party went crazy. The weekend basically made a whole bunch of like, yeah, it did feel like one big song basically yeah. to me. It felt like one big song, <laughs> and you got to be on like drugs to understand it. I think with the weekend shit, bro. I think with uh, uh, don't get me wrong, the weekend is a phenomenal artist. I wouldn't say it's for me. Well, I would, is he? Yeah, I don't know. Okay, yeah, he's, 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 yeah, he's a, he is a great artist, singer. Yeah, like yeah. he's a great singer. If you're in, nah, I don't know though. If you're into that type of music, if you're in, nah, yeah, if you're in that poppy shit, the weekend is for you. But for me, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fall victim into praising overproduction of an album, bro. I think, yeah, exactly. I, I think the weekend has a bigger budget, like Joe said on 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 his album, so he's able to get different sounds and stuff like that that the, that party may not have access to. But in terms of the best, the best artists. Party next door, bro. Not only with making his own shit, that nigga writes for yo. He writes for people in this industry, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so for I, sure. So I'm not. It's a different level of talent. Different level of talent to and to 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 produce hit after hit after hit after hit while maintaining your own career is why I think party. But I think it was just a. It, it, this is like a situation of like acquired taste, though, because the weekend's album just wasn't our acquired taste because yeah. it did sell four hundred thousand records first week, so. <laughs> yeah, it it was for somebody. So yeah. it was this wasn't for yeah, us. Party cool. made like a very it's similar to like Future and Thug and shit like that. To me, it was yeah the, the sound. The party next door is like the Angry Orchard for us. You know, we love Angry Orchard. <laughs> We're looking into a sponsorship. Angry Orchard. I hope you guys are tuned into the MLK Budweiser podcast because we support you guys. Please sponsor us, yeah. <laughs> but the weekend is like a Budweiser or some shit like that. We understand it's beer and people <laughs> like it, but we don't. It's a yeah. it's a blue moon. It's yeah, a blue yeah, moon. Yeah, niggas got to blue moons. You know yeah, that's fact. That's fact. <laughs> I agree. All right. So can I do the segment now? More international with you. <laughs> Can I do the segment now? Let's do the segment. Let's hop in it. Let's, hop in Let's it. see what the what the fortune cookie says, and then we'll talk about what's in it, how we feel about it. Does it apply to us? What you think? Sound good? Lucky numbers is seventeen two eighteen three five. Watch. Okay. Watch. Go go ahead. Read them. Jump. Go ahead. Read them. Jump. The lucky numbers are not on here. <laughs> You're oh. wrong. Um, the the fortune cookie says, "Truth will be your biggest ally this month." Mm. Mm. What do you think that means for you specifically? 
I'm going to get caught doing something I'm not supposed to be doing. And I'm going to say, yeah, I'm, I'm fried. You're fried. <laughs> on a, on a, are we talking yeah. about on a toxic yeah. nigga level? Okay. No. Just walking on, back in the crib. <laughs> okay. Thought that was some toxicity coming through. Um, no, I don't know how this applies to me. Like, I don't know. Well, I can't, I can't say, I can't say like, I think I've had trouble recently. You know, I went to this holistic doctor one time. <laughs> that was a weird transition. I went to this holistic doctor one time and she told me that like the chakras in my throat aren't aligned or like aren't the, the chakras. The what? chakras. Oh, chakras. Where? Chakras in my throat. Oh, okay. I'm trying to, okay, I see what you're going. Um, the chakras in my throat basically aren't open and I have a problem speaking my truth is what she told me, right? Yeah. What is, is chakra supposed to be like kind of like Yeah, aura, yeah, it's like, like an aura. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you have like I forget okay. how many chakras you have, but like you know, it's like in your your head, your third eye. It's like some third eye shit basically. Okay. So my, okay. my chakras in my throat were not aligned or whatever, which wasn't allowing me to like speak my truth. Thought that was interesting at the time. But I mean, recently I've had trouble kind of like <clears throat> at work, you know, like speaking up for myself and like speaking up for like what things I want. Cause like I feel disconnected at home, like working from home and like I'm mm-hmm. new at the job. So it's a lot of stuff that I'm still learning. But when you know, when you're still learning, you make mistakes. But mm-hmm. right now is such a crucial time in like news reporting. So I work, I work on a news show. So, like, reporting this coronavirus stuff, like, is so important and it's such a fast-paced moving time. Like, I have the tendency to just, like, fall back and not ask questions and not ask for help and, like, kind of, like, dig myself into a hole. And my manager did come to me about that, like, basically, like, you know, I, I noticed that you've been quiet and stuff like that and I don't want you to do that. So, trying to, like, speak up more when I need help or when I need uh some guidance or something like that, you know, or when I have an opinion that I want to speak up in a meeting or something like that, those zoom meetings is really hard as a new person to be like interject on something, you know, yeah, because you're not in the room and you can't feel the vibe and it's weird. Yeah. So. So With with Manny, uh, like Manny is the friend of ours that if, in terms of it, we were just talking about this yesterday, actually in terms of advice, Whenever we and somebody needs advice on anything, Manny's the Manny's like the go-to guy. Like he's like, yo, he's like he's like the conscious. But I would say, um, man, because me and Manny, we spoke about this shit a long, like when I first moved to DC, like a couple, like seven to eight months. Ago. We spoke about that shit a while ago. But um, I think with Manny, um, I would say you have been. Uh, sometimes you you do ask questions and stuff like that. You do ask for advice. You don't do it all the time, but you you, you do. I, I think I've seen, I, I can say I've seen an improvement from from the first time you ever had this conversation till now, to now of asking for advice and, you know, and trying to, yeah. and, you know, and, uh, you know, asking people for advice and shit. Yeah. So I, I can, I'm working on it. Yeah. It's a slow, it's a slow process, but I'm working on it for sure. Yeah. It's going to take some time. Of course. Um. So what is the, what, what is the, what is the uh, quote mean to you? You want to hear it again? Yeah, can I hear it one more time? Truth will be your biggest ally this month. I think uh, when I'm thinking about truth and it's, it's going to be my biggest ally, I would say um, 
I think uh, on, yeah, when looking at truth, and uh, Sam's gonna be my biggest ally this month. I think it just comes with being, um, I want to say honest with yourself, and uh, yeah. honest with your friends, and honest with everybody. So like, in terms of in terms of me, uh, I'm not gonna lie. Like like we like we're all like no one is a, no one is a perfect no one is no one is perfect on this on this podcast. No one's perfect. You know, there's no such thing as a perfect human. You know. Yeah. So I think embracing your imperfections, whether that's um, wh- whether that's like um having difficulty studying or some shit like that, or having you know you know having difficulty looking for other jobs or you know shit like that, or you know just being honest with where you're at right now in your life and accepting that and embracing that is important when you're looking at truth. Because I think with the corn. So do you want to live your truth right now and speak on that? Speak on your situation. This nigga man, look at this nigga man trying to air me out right now on the podcast, bro. Not, truth is gonna be your biggest ally. No, he doesn't. Truth man. is gonna be your our biggest ally. Maybe somebody could listen to this and reach out to you. Reach out to me. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe. but maybe not, nigga. Maybe. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's uh it's beauty in the struggle, you know. Yeah, as they say, there is beauty in the struggle, you know? and I'm a person that so, wears my heart in my sleeve, so I don't give a fuck. But look, so basically, um, y'all know this whole COVID nineteen shit is going on. Um, for those who who listened to our our first episode, and I hope you guys did, because we, you know, we we're trying to put together something great for you all. So, um, I was recently laid off from my job at the law firm. Um, I was laid off not not due to anything in terms of work related, but it was strictly because of the coronavirus and the pandemic right now. Uh, long yeah. long story short, my um my firm they had to they had to take the jobs from 40, 40 people in our office. And we, we have like 56 or 52 global offices. So people from all over the, all over the world and out of this country, and it's not even in the United States uh, specifically, but right. all over the world have was laid off. And I was unfortunately one of the people who, who had to bite the bullet, you know? Um, yeah. At first it was, at first it's like, it's like, it was difficult for me to accept because it's like, you know, I've been working for shit, for seven to eight months now, you know what I'm saying? So I, I kind of got used to the schedule of, of working and, you know, got into the flow of things and just started to become comfortable with my job. So um, I think, um, I, yeah, so so I, I, yeah, I guess that's some more truth right now. I'm still looking for more clarity. Um, yeah. I was watching the... I mean... I, I was listening to the Brilliant Idiot Idiots podcast with um with Charlamagne the God and Andrew Schultz, and Charlamagne was just talking about... um the serenity prayer and knowing what's for you and knowing what's not for you and, and having the serenity to know the difference between the two. You know what I'm saying? So, right. so I think with, uh, I think with me, um, like, like you've heard us mention all the time, you all want to work in the music industry. That's the ultimate goal for all of us. We want to get somewhere into the music industry. So I, right. I think now that I have the extra time, one, I can specifically focus on studying for my LSAT, but now I can venture onto different opportunities within a music industry or within the sports industry or different, you know, law agencies that, you know, work with both entities so that I can find something to do in there. You know what I'm saying? Because like at my job, they were like, you know, oh, you can't be a paralegal because they only want senior level paralegals. They can't, you know, like they were limiting a lot of shit I was doing because I was, I'm 23 years old and I just graduated college last year, you know? So right. finding a, um, finding a place where they will allow me to be involved in different conversations and have some say so, but also um, working in a, an environment where I can learn from the people, my coworkers is something that you know that I want to that I want to have in my next opportunity. Yeah, you definitely like 
Like, I remember you telling me how people in the law firm were saying you was pretty young to be there. So yeah. you definitely had a head start, you know, working there for the time you definitely. did. So hey, think about it as it's just a stepping stone. You know, it's a great level up on the resume as well. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I think a lot of people, yeah, that's what still a lot on of the people resume. are going through what you're going through right now, though, because, like, millions of people have applied for un unemployment right now. Yeah. So definitely don't feel alone because it's not a uncommon thing right now. So, yeah. yeah. And I think what the unemployment shit, like, I know for me, you know, you can let us know this, uh, you know, in, uh, you know, in our, uh, in our respective Instagram accounts or when we make the MLK Boulevard Instagram accounts, but like, it's kind of hard. Um, it was hard at first differ differentiating, um, being laid off because of personal doing. So say if you're not doing the work, you're bullshitting, yeah. you're skating and then to be let off between the pandemic, you know what I'm saying? And that's part. It's much easier. It, I bet. I bet. Yeah, I'm. And, and, and I'm not gonna lie, Manny. Until the time I called you that one day, we had a conversation about it. You were one of the people that yeah. made me realize, you know, the only reason why this is happening is because there is a global pandemic happening. You know what I'm saying? When, exactly. when anyone exactly. is fired, the first thing you think to yourself is, "Damn, what the fuck did I do? You know, what the heck? You know, what am I doing? You know, like what's this? What's that? What's that? Like, you know." But then when you just take a deep breath and you realize and you kind of understand what's going on around you, you will understand, like Mandy said, this isn't a rare case. You're not the only one going through it. And I, I, think, right. that, I, think, I think that kind of gives you a little bit more comfort in terms of, um, you know, uh, comfort in terms of, like, you know, how you're going to go about this, uh, you know, going forward. But I definitely want to say um, my situation is bad, but like Mandy and Blake said, I'm, I'm young. I'm 23 years old. And right now I love my mom and, you know, I plan to move back with my dad soon. But, um, it could be a lot worse. You know, I could be in a situation. Absolutely. I could, yeah, I could be, be in a situation where I have a fucking family or a kid or a wife or something. Try, you know, you know, I, right. you know, something, you know, terrible can happen right now. So I would say in terms of my situation, um, I'm just glad that, you know, I have a safety blanket right now, you know, and I understand that is in a situation yeah. for a lot of people that's going through the same thing I'm going through. So I definitely want to send my, my love and my prayers to them. And uh, we're all going to get through this together. Absolutely. Well, we ended on a, I won't say a negative note, but it was a uh, reflective note. I like that. Yeah, it was. You know? It was, it was. Um, mm -hmm. Got back centered at the end there. Uh, well, thank you for joining us on this episode of the MLK Boulevard from quarantine. Of course, we're going to be back soon. Um, we're hopefully, hopefully we will get more regular with these. Things kind of threw us off with this whole stay in the whole stay in the house situation um so we will be back of course so watch but subscribe or what is it it's not subscribe this is not youtube follow, follow. What it, whatever this add. is add us on the app that you're listening to us on right now stalkers leave comments stars thumbs up whatever it may be show us love just show us love and we love you when we see you next time Alright. I'm good on that okay, You know you important and shit. You know I'm supporting this shit. We used to do pornos when you would come over, but now you got morals and shit. I got like four on the wrist and an adorable kid. I got a Drake in the studio, and I don't just mean that I'm in this bitch. Please make the most of this shit. Don't just come close to some shit.